Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Nick Campbell. We talk about the cat formerly known as Albus, hereafter known as Elvis, his theater experience, he sets a new bar for me for auditions, and much more. Nick is good-natured, quick to laugh, and a cat parent after my own heart. On with the show. So Nick Campbell, there's no yes. no tricks or anything, to no silent letters or anything like that. Okay, nope. perfect. Is that a cat? Do I hear a cat? Yeah, yep. that's Elvis <laughs> just jumped up on the desk. Is that Elvis? <laughs> Albus. Aww. Okay, uh, welcome, Nick Campbell and Alvis. Is that what it Albus. was? Albus. Albus. I don't know why. Harry I Potter. Haven't. We've got a Harry Potter. Topic, oh, okay. So. Thank you for holding my hand on that. I don't. I don't know why I so badly want your cat <laughs> to be named Elvis. But um, anyway, welcome all to Sarnia Famous. I'm delighted to have you here today, especially you're taking time out of moving, which anyone who has ever moved in any capacity uh, feels feels that pain. So thank you very much for taking the time for me. Not a problem. I'm glad to do this. Okay. So before we get going, we have a segment of the show that's like meant to be a bit of an icebreaker. It's called Which One? And uh, I'm going to give you two options. You're going to choose one of the two options and then tell me why. Before okay. that, though, I need you to choose red or green. No, red or green. Red or blue. Red or blue. Just, you don't have to tell me why you'd prefer one or the other, but just choose a color first. Uh, let's go red. Red. Okay. Okay. Did I already do that one? Just building some suspense. <laughs> All right. So your two options. You'll choose one of these two and then tell me which one and why. One, to surf in shark-infested waters. Or two, have a snake in your toilet. Oh gosh, shark-infested waters, 100%. <laughs> I'm sensing a bit of a snake phobia. I do not like snakes. I think they're fine if they're behind multiple panes of glass and can in no way get to me. But having a snake come up through my toilet is one of my all-time biggest fears. So I will take the sharks every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... I have to agree. Especially if you don't get to see the snake before you sit down on oh, the yeah. toilet. Oh, God, no. Like, like, that's just giving me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, sorry. That, that made us <laughs> both uncomfortable, that one. Um, yeah, I think the uh, shark, at least you would know what you were facing hopefully you're a good exactly. swimmer and get the hell out of there well um, yeah you can maybe maybe catch that good wave and just like nope out of there <laughs> nope, nope i'm out of here that's so funny okay i almost feel like i want to give you another one because that one was like i saw you visibly cringe <laughs> and i feel cruel having made you do that one I think we might actually have been, because I'm starting to be like, have I done this one? I think we might have made it all the way through the pack. And that's <laughs> why I'm having issues. So, well, how about this? We're going to do the same card, but I'm going to flip it over and give you the blue. Sure. All right. Would you, which one would you prefer uh, to arm wrestle a bear or always laugh in serious situations? Do I get to choose the bear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a caveat on this card that says the bear is chosen for you, so <laughs> I'm picturing well, like a little baby bear or 
Well, I, I'm thinking like teddy bear. Like I could uh, wrestle a teddy bear, no problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'd probably go with laughing because even if it's a serious situation, everybody can use a laugh. So I, I don't, I don't really see any overarching major negative to that. So. <laughs> Um, I did not think of which bear. I immediately like pictured like a big like a like grizzly. grizzly bear or whatever, right? <laughs> and I always laugh in serious situations already. And it's not Absolutely. like a making other people laugh kind of thing. It's more of a like I feel awkward, and so it's going to yeah. manifest as laughter in an I'm inappropriate way. We're going to laugh through this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why not stick to what you know? Okay. Well, thank you very much. And thank you to Brent Wilkinson, who gifted that game to the show. I think I better <laughs> look at getting another pack. Can't even believe it. Uh, okay, down to business. So All right. I got to see you, and um, it's it was one of the one acts. It was a high school, was it called High School Reunion? Yes, yeah. Okay, I was like, that seems too simple. But it could <laughs> be that title. Um, what a fun show that was to watch. I can only imagine it must have been a fun show to be in. It really was, yeah. Yeah, tell me I, more I, about that experience. Uh, so that was, I I almost didn't do the the one acts that year just because I was so busy and I didn't really feel like I had the time for it. Um, and actually, Henry um, Davis Canino messaged me and said, hey, like I saw that you didn't come out for auditions. You really need to do something here. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't really have the time. And she's like, well, just send me your audition video and we'll make sure you, you get something. I was like, oh, okay, Henry, like, if you really want, then I'll do it. <laughs> it's hard. She's and a hard I'm, person I'm, to say no to, for sure. She really is. And I'm so glad that she pushed me for it because it had been, I mean, it was pre-COVID the last time I was on stage. So I, I really needed to get back into the theater and it was it was awesome and I made some really good friends out of it uh Chris McPherson has become a very close friend of mine because of that show became very good friends with Diane Visser the director it was her first time directing a show as well Alexa like M Johnson like everybody like it was just it was so good to reconnect with people that I'd lost touch with and then meet new people that I really had had no interaction with in the past so it was a lot of fun it was very I don't think any of us realized at first that it was a it was a farcical show. Like I kind of thought it was going to be kind of like a serious like take on how you know people change over the years and whatnot. And then we started reading the script. It's like, oh, this is just straight up stupidly funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was it was a really awesome time, and yeah, it was it was fantastic. Do you connect with your character in that show in any ways? Kind of. <laughs> um, I always, I don't, like, I don't necessarily see myself as the goofball in the group, but some people keep telling me that I am, even though I'm not intentionally that way. <laughs> I think for me, I use laughter and joking around as like almost a defense mechanism, but more icebreaker than actual. I'm in danger. Need to help myself type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so in a way, like I, I do, I did connect with the character, but almost on like a subconscious level. Hmm. Okay, so like a, a closeted goofball or a goofball yeah, like in it's, denial. It's, yeah, goofball in denial, I like that. Um, 
I think it would, yeah, I'm like, I'm not an intentional goofball, but I think it just comes out. <laughs> I think those are the best kind of goofballs. <laughs> okay, and I, like, in my little spreadsheet that I looked at, um, I had only one thing in there for you, and it was the old man in the Christmas story. Does that sound yep. right? Yeah, I did that, and then uh, the year before, I played Lumiere um, in Beauty and the Beast in the 2016 <sighs> production. So it's probably, uh, it's probably that I don't know how to use the spreadsheet, that I missed <laughs> that. So, oops. Um, but yeah, t okay, t then I definitely want to hear about Lumiere then. And that, that's something, because um, Chris was Lumiere, right? So is that something you guys yeah, kind of bonded about as well? We really did. It was kind of like the, we always, we joked around saying it was the passing of the candles. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Lumiere was Lumiere was my first theater Sarnia role. I actually I so I become friends with Trevor Morris through the college. We were both in CPET together, and when in 2016 when auditions came up, I wasn't planning on auditioning. Like I hadn't thought about getting involved with the theater here, even though I'd done theater my whole life. But I was in where was I? I was in St. Jacobs. And Trevor messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, we don't have anyone cast as the Beast yet. Like, I think you would really, you would be really good in the role. I want you to come out and audition. Like, I've talked to Andrea about you, and like, we we really want you to come out and give it a shot." I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, what, whatever." I was like, "What's what's the details?" And he's like, "Well, the audition's tomorrow. Can you make it?" I was like, oh, okay, can you send me something? <laughs> Holy doodle. So he said, yeah, like, zero preparation, and what was, I can't remember the, if I can't love her, was the song that I sang. And I got the music for it, like, literally 12 hours before the audition. Oh um, and I went in, and I sang it, and I felt that I sang it really well. And it turned out I was up against Mike Hillier for the role. And ultimately, obviously, they went with Mike for it, which was fine. I wasn't upset about it. I didn't expect anything. I was just kind of doing this because, you know, a friend of mine had said, hey, you should try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Andrea and Ron Pask both approached me after the audition and said, like, that was really great. Like, we want you to be involved in this show. Are you willing to take another role? And I thought that, you know, they're going to give me something in the chorus or something like that. I was like, yeah, you know what, I... I I'd love to get involved in the theater again. Like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then I got a call the couple nights later saying, "Hey, we'd like you to be Lumiere." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that, but sure. Like, that sounds like a lot of fun." And it was fantastic. I learned how to do a French accent. I learned to walk around with my arms like this for four months and developed incredible shoulder muscles. It was fantastic. <laughs> and just everything from rehearsals to the promo stuff that we did at the mall actually i remember the the one day we were at the mall promoting the show we had a power outage and i walked around the mall turning on my candles and said never fear lumiere is here <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> um, so yeah we just there was a group of us we kept walking into random stores and lumiere was there to save the day <laughs> that would have been really funny um so you must be a pretty strong singer if if you only had 12 hours to prepare the song and you felt pretty good about it. I, I consider myself a good singer. Um, 
I, I don't want to speak for everybody else, and that sounds really conceited to say as well when I say I consider myself a good leader. <laughs> I don't think um, so. Know, know your strengths. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that music, like music is definitely something I, I grew up with. I've been a singing since I could talk, basically. Both of my parents are very musical vocally, and so I just, it was just part of my life as a kid and has stayed with me as an adult. Fair enough. So then it's just, yeah, I don't think that's arrogance or or overconfidence is just just a fact of your upbringing which is pretty cool mm-hmm. i marvel at that because yeah that's not my strength so i'm always like really <laughs> you're confident at it that's amazing so in terms of the french accent how did you go about learning that i just started listening to just i found some youtube videos on how to do accents for actors and just you know realized that there was no t sound in the or yeah, there's no th sound, sorry, um, in the French language. So like having to, to change all of the thes to the hmm. and whatnot. And um, I actually got a compliment the one after one show. It was just a random patron of the theater came up to me and said that they had seen it in Detroit, and she liked my movie are better than the one that she had seen in Detroit. So yeah. I was like. Way to like stroke my ego. All right, <laughs> walking with puffed shoulders after that. That'd be a great yeah. compliment. Um, and I've heard that again and again from from people that, you know, our little community theater is, it's up there with the talented oh, yeah. professional so, yeah, places. The, the talent that is hidden in Sarnia is phenomenal. Um, and like it's, I like it when we get to see new people involved in the shows versus just like the same old cast over and over again type thing because there's so much talent in this city. And as someone who likes to perform at the theater, it's it's so cool to work with new people all the time as well, rather than just, you know, I'm going to go in and I'm going to work I'm going to work with the same five people that I did the last three shows mm-hmm. with, right? Like I I love that that there's so many options, and I just really hope that the decision makers in theater Sarnia realize that as well, and I think they do, but that they continue to give other people a chance to to just like blow Sarnia's mind with the amount of talent we have. I could see that being difficult, right? You would know, it's what you know, what's tried and true, and then there's the potential for that raw, undeveloped, brand new stuff. I could see it as being a a director or a stage manager, it would be difficult to make that choice, to try somebody who is Oh, absolutely. But definitely can be worth the risk. Well, and I think, like, I mean... I like to think of myself as kind of proof of that risk with with Beauty and the Beast because like I mean no one knew me I actually I knew Andrea she actually taught me chemistry in high school so that was fun <laughs> um, but it had been like almost twenty years since I've seen her right so <laughs> I, but like taking the chance with someone who's brand new to Theater Sarnia and I like to think that it worked out and I, I just it, it's fun to see new faces on the stage and I mean like, you're right like knowing what you have is is the, the lesser of the risk right mm. but sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith and I love that there are those in the the decision-making positions at the theater that are willing to do that mm-hmm. so if we could just take a moment there is a little fur nugget over there that keeps burning out and I want to meet <laughs> this little fur absolutely hello oh and she's running oh, away. Oh, she ran away. Like, okay. So it was a dog that she was like skidding around the corner. And then as soon as I wanted to meet the pup, no, thank you. 
Oh yeah, no, she was chasing the, one of the cats. Oh, there she is. Oh, here she, she is. Back. Oh, is that so a, a poodle? Right? She's a she's a golden doodle. A golden stop it! A golden yeah. doodle. <laughs> that's so cute. So that's, our, that's that's our youngest fur baby. That's Luna. She is a year and a half. <laughs> My cuteness overload <laughs> a golden doodle. I can't even handle it. That's so cute. So you said one dog and three cats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, my brain is just processing that. We have three cats, and that seems like a lot. If you throw a dog in there, that seems like an extra oh, yeah. lot. How are they all doing it, with it, the move? Um, they're so we have so Elvis, Minerva are so this is Elvis actually. He's sitting on my chair. <laughs> um, and his sister is Minerva, so I got them at the same time. They were fine. Um, and so was so was Luna the dog. Sirius, we have so we have a black cat named Sirius Black. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, he took. He's now out and about. I don't know where he is in the house, but he for the first two or three days he hid either in the basement, like storage room, or underneath one of the three beds, and didn't come out. And so we were a little bit worried about him because he wasn't eating or drinking. But he's he's okay now. Um, He's accepted the fact that this is the new house, and he's just kind of taken over again. So well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that puppy or the cat came around. Serious black, yeah. the cat came around, and yes, <laughs> that I love that you have three Harry Potter cats. Although I think I will always see the ginger cat as Elvis. I can't get over it in my mind <laughs> that your cat will forever be Elvis to me. Oh, see. He came to... And there he is. Yeah, he, he knows came it. to Elvis. He knows his name now. Name change. He knows, who he knows we're talking about him. Oh my gosh, yes. he's so cute. So cute. Okay, that was purely to indulge me, because I love animals, so thank you very much. We can get oh, back not to, to theater stuff now. Um, so, what what is next for you, do you think? Um, I don't know. I want, like, I, so I've auditioned for a few shows over the last couple of years and unfortunately haven't been cast in anything. Most recently I auditioned for Little Shop of Horrors, but unfortunately Kean beat me out for that role, which I was bummed about, but I get. It's like, Kean's fantastic, so I get it. I, I can accept it. <laughs> I have auditions booked for the next uh, show. It's, it's, so I, um, it's a drama, so it's non-musical. So we'll see what happens with that. It'll put my actual acting skills more to the test versus relying on my vocals. <laughs> and then, of course, Little Mermaid coming up in the spring, I'll audition for. I would love to play King Triton or Sebastian. Ooh, ooh okay, two very <laughs> different choices, but they would both be a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. Totally. And I think, like, for King Triton, I probably wouldn't have to get rid of my beard. Yeah. So. <laughs> Added bonus. Totally. Exactly. And I mean, maybe Sebastian could have a beard. I mean,. Oh, you know, artistic vision. He's, a, he's an anthropomorphic. I, I can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> he's a humanized lobster crab thing. So, like, I mean, I think he could. Who do says a beard. he doesn't have a beard? Yeah. Who says he doesn't have a beard? I like it. <laughs> I, I I like it a lot, actually. I think I want to see. I mean, if you're gonna have a Caucasian male play in a Jamaican voice role why not give him a beard too why not if you're gonna break things break some taboos you might as well go for the gold exactly um i know what you you mean though to go, to go back a little bit in terms of the auditions like i i've i've done quite a few auditions uh, of late myself and um 
any role that I went for, I always felt really strongly about. But then when I saw the name that was chosen, it was like, oh, oh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be mad at you because, like, that's a good choice. Well, that's that's for sure. Like, so I, I auditioned for the the dentist in Little Shop, <laughs> and like I went in, like I had costume, I had props, like I was prepared as prepared could be for this audition, and I thought I nailed it. And then I got the the dreaded email and sent up a phone call. It's like, oh. oh, and then I got the cast list came out. I was like, of course, Kean got it. <laughs> uh, okay, now hold on. Now you just gave my stomach just started hurting because you were like, I had costume and. Like, is this oh, yeah. the bar that is being set for these <laughs> auditions? Like, Well, I think it was for me, it was just like, I wanted it so bad, I was going in to show them how much I wanted it. So, yeah. like, I borrowed, like, a lab coat and stuff from <laughs> the, the analytics people at work. I had, like, a leather jacket that I ripped off and changed into my dentist. And it was like, I thought I had it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, extra points for sure for costuming. Um Oh, wow. Okay, now I'm going to have to think about this. My next audition, I'm going to be, like, <laughs> extra sweaty and trying to figure out <laughs> costuming. I mean, I don't know. For me personally, they are so nerve-wracking. I can barely oh, haul yeah. my sorry butt to them. Never mind. Ugh. Like, the whole run of a show is way less uh, anxiety-inducing than one single audition for me. Do you, do you feel the uh, same? Well I do feel the same, and I think for me at least, it's like the audition you're going in specifically to be judged. Mm. Whereas when I'm on stage in a role, even if you don't like the character I'm playing, you don't like the character. It's not like you don't like me. Whereas for an audition, I feel like when you get that rejection, it's like, oh, well, it was something I did. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you are being critiqued or compared to others, and... Yeah, that's a really good point. That might be part of it. And it's your yeah. peers sitting there and like... It's well, exactly. And it's like, you try not to think like, well, maybe I don't get along with this person so well. Like, like is that playing a, 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 any sort of into the decision making? And I, I don't think it is. Like, I don't, I don't want people to get me wrong on that. But it's in the back of my mind, at least. It's like, well, I had, you know, a falling out with this person. Is that going to affect this? Yeah. Because they're friends with the creative crew and all this yeah. stuff and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to overthink some of that stuff and it's oh, God, not no. as though you can walk in and be like are we cool are we friends because i really <laughs> yeah. want this role um yeah i'm not i a... know me and john don't get along and you and john are friends but are we okay are we cool <laughs> um yeah yeah the whole thing is i i don't know how i've ever done any auditions and they don't seem to get any easier with time oh, God, no. either no Ugh. Now, especially now that I know about this costuming and like, is that a common <laughs> thing for you for these auditions or was it just like this no, one especially? That was, that was like, I wanted this role so much and I was like, I'm going to go all out for it and it wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, I well, at least we know, at least this is what helps me is that there seems to be a cycle with these shows and they seem to, if they're super popular, do them again in a few years. So yeah. that's something that I like, you know, a little pep talk, like maybe yeah. in a few more years, little one, it'll yeah. be your let's, turn. Let's sell out. If we sell out little shop, maybe they'll do it again in six years like they did Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> maybe. I mean, one could hope. Um, 
Hmm. Okay, what else should we talk about now? I got all <laughs> sidetracked on that. Maybe what we'll do, because this sometimes helps facilitate the conversation a little bit, toward the end of the episode, I usually give the guest kind of a, an opportunity for a soapbox moment, or uh, you can talk about an Etsy page, or a side hustle, <laughs> or you know anything at all. Maybe you're just taking up astronomy, whatever it might be, and you want to share it with, with people. This is the opportunity. Okay. Well, I wish I had a side hustle to promote. Um, <laughs> I don't. I am. Uh, I am very busy. So I. I am the IT supervisor for a startup company in Sarnia. So that takes up ninety nine percent of my time right now. But yeah, I think. I think like for me, it's. I don't know. I just. I, I get excited when I get to talk about theater, <laughs> and so. Like I said, like I've been doing theater since, oh God, when was my first, like, well, I mean, if we want to count like Sunday school shows, like I was like five when I did my first show, but like I got really into theater in high school again. Um, I actually did Mamma Mia, or I did a meet and greet for Mamma Mia. Sorry, I shouldn't say I did Mamma Mia. <laughs> but after we did a meet and greet, we were on a, a band trip to Toronto and we did a, we had like the meet and greet with the cast and we did the learn the dance to money money um and after that the the drama teacher was actually our jazz band instructor as well and he pulled me aside he's like okay you need to come out and start doing shows with me i was like oh well, okay <laughs> and then the the first show i did i ended up playing three roles because we had people drop out so we oh did gosh. the um we did leader of the pack the ellie greenwich story and I played like one of the, the thugs. I played, I can't remember the second one, but then I was Gus Sharkey, who was the producer. And like, I remember running through the green room in our high school and out in Forest and like stripping out of one costume and putting on another one because I had to get on stage in another role in like two minutes. Mm. And so that was my first like true, I'm going to do theater experience. And then I played a woman at the next show. <laughs> um, I did a show called Way Out West in a Dress. And it was, it's the story of this theater troupe who my character, um, Clarence Rollins, uh, inherited what he thought was a saloon in, like, the Old West, uh, gets there and finds out it's a beauty salon. Ah. His, <laughs> his dead aunt had um, misspelled the word. <laughs> and so... Oh. In the 1800s, a man didn't run a beauty salon, so I dressed in drag with my partner, and we ran this beauty salon, and it was a lot of fun. That does sound like a um, fun show. It was, and I think that, so I've always had, like, I've always, I've, I grew facial hair when I was really young, so like in grade 11, I had a full beard. Oh, wow. And I would shave in the morning, and by the time the evening performance came, I'd have five o'clock shadow. And it just added to the comedic effect because there's this <laughs> clearly man in a in a dress and a wig and heels, and it was it was a lot of fun. I had that was a great time, and then I got into theater Sarnia with Beauty and the Beast, and I just want to keep going. Like that's yeah. it's I I wanted at one point to make a career out of theater. Mm. Um, I realized once I started having a family that that wasn't going to be feasible for me, so I joined the corporate rat race and I just love doing theater it's my escape it's where I can truly let go and just I don't know let the inner Nick come out 
and it's it's so freeing and I really missed it when everything was shut down yeah. and when we lost the inner 42 and all that um, yeah. it was really it was a really hard couple of years and I know it was that way for a lot of people as well mm -hmm. um, but I'm just so glad that we're able to fully do theater again and there's really not many restrictions on us anymore and I'm just excited for what's going to come next so I love that um, I, I was thinking when you said IT, that is kind of a, a contradiction to the, the theater. I guess the stereotype of an IT person is perhaps unkind, but it does seem like an IT person wouldn't necessarily be on the stage. And then you said that's kind of like your, your two parts of you and you get to be more of yourself on the stage or that hidden part of yourself. Well, I think for me, so like I consider myself forced extroverted, but in a true introvert. <laughs> and I think what like what I said before, when it's like when you're on stage, if people are judging the character, they're not judging me; they're judging the character I'm portraying. Mm. So for me, it, it's it's very freeing to be on stage, and it's I can just let loose, and it's like you know what? Okay, if you hate this guy, it's you hate the character. You don't hate me. If anything, um, you've done your job, right? If the, if people well, feel viscerally yeah. anger against it, a character, exactly. No, the being in, being on stage is incredibly freeing for me. It's my happy place when I walk into like the the rehearsal spaces, and then I walk out on the stage during like tech week and whatnot. That's where I feel at home. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things that you've said that I have written down as a quote, and I usually only pick one. Like, could you stop <laughs> being quotable, please? You're making this hard for me. Um, well, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, you're a very quotable person, so um, I've got my work cut out for me. But I think that's a great place to to end the episode. Thank you so much for, for taking the time with me. That was a lovely conversation. And for letting me meet your pets. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry that the other two were hidden. That's, I would have shown them off too. That's fine. I'll meet them another day. That, we'll, make that, we'll make that happen someday. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much. Hope you... Hi, well, thank you, Dallas. I appreciate it. Okay, have a good afternoon. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, kids, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.